Welcome to Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents Making money moves with the finest of gents Come and pull up a seat cause we're proud to present How to make some good decisions when you're on the fence Robbie Steve gonna tell you how to do it the best Hello and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents I am one of the gents, I am Robert Wolfson He is one of the gents and I am the other gent, Stephen Ellis Thanks again for joining us, episode 10 for those who have listened to the first nine episodes, thank you so much. For those who haven't, go back and listen to them. Absolutely. So, Steve, we talked about uh, ESG in our last episode, which was Environmental Social Governance, an acronym. Uh, we, After we recorded that episode, we were thinking that there's actually lots of acronyms in our industry. So we thought that would be a great topic for this episode to go through all these various acronyms that we have. Yeah, there are a lot of them, and obviously you're likely not going to need to know everything we go through today, but we're hoping that when you do hear an acronym going forward, you might kind of come back in your mind and think, oh yeah, I've heard that, I know what that means. The other thing we realize is that there are a lot of acronyms used now just in in the world, you know, with people doing more text messaging, seems to be a lot more acronyms used. Yeah, it's funny, even... uh... Uh, You have kids, I have kids, we text a lot, and ever since the advent of cell phones and texting, I think conversation, I don't know why we're in such a hurry now, but we need to shorten all these things, and you need to understand what they all mean. Yeah, and I still use LOL, and my kids actually tell me that no one uses that anymore, so I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm I'm that that old guy now that's too far behind the times. OMG, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know, I had a funny story, too, in thinking about the use of acronyms. You know, we use them a lot, obviously, in in business, um, you know, to sort of shorten things and save time going forward. But, you know, I was coaching a kid's soccer game, and after the game, the kids were all sort of shaking hands and saying GG to each other. And I, I actually wasn't sure at first what they were saying. It just didn't occur to me at the time. So I asked my son, what what was it that you were saying? And, and he, he informed me that they were saying GG. And I still, again, uh, wasn't sure exactly what that meant. So I asked him and he said, good game. And I just <laughs> thought, why wouldn't you just say good game? You're not saving any time saying GG uh, as opposed to good game. But I've heard that now a few times from the kids saying GG after, uh, after some sort of uh, game or sport. So I guess we'll call it a way to save time. I, I don't know. Again, sometimes I wonder if it, if it actually does. But, uh, you know, to go back to the business world, I think it does save us some time. You know, when you start looking at uh, a good example uh, being the FANG stocks, right? It's a lot quicker to say FANG than it is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Yeah, and it's in Mega, I think, is another one. I think that's Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, I think. So I think they've kind of switched that around a little bit as well, but similar companies for sure. Do they still use that, though? Because isn't Mega Make America Great Again? Oh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, another... another. I don't, think you, I don't think we hear yeah. much of that, that other use for, for Mega anymore. Yeah, we probably, might even get in yeah. trouble for saying Mega on this on this podcast. Yeah, you're probably we'll, right. We'll have some, some uh, nasty emails. So we'll, we'll keep that one out for now. Um, We did want to start uh, going through some acronyms by just going through the markets and and the indexes or indices. So Rob, uh, why don't you start? uh, Give us the first one and probably the most commonly known one here in Canada. Yeah, especially for us in Canada, uh, the TSX, which is the Toronto Stock Exchange, um, of course, based in Toronto. It's actually the ninth largest exchange in the world by market capitalization. 
Yeah, and sometimes interchangeable with TSE because it is Toronto Stock Exchange, but more commonly uh, and officially known as the TSX. And of course, if you want to see how the TSX is doing, uh, you may want to go on to BNN, which is Business News Network. Yeah, I guess a little plug for BNN there. Not our intention necessarily, but there you go, BNN, if anyone from over there is listening. So, of course, we follow the TSX most closely here in Canada, but what about uh, for American companies, Steve? Of course, in Canada, we do follow a lot of the American indices as well. Yeah, there's a few in the U.S. uh, that are quite commonly used. Most notable, I guess, would be the Dow, which is the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Not necessarily um, an acronym, I guess, per se, uh, just using the first part of the the full name. Uh, It's also sometimes referred to as the DJIA. So actually on our quote screens, it it will say DJIA, which is a stock market index comprised of top 30 traded securities in the U.S. Then there is the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange. That would be the equivalent of the TSX. And it's worth noting that the New York Stock Exchange is actually the largest equities-based exchange in the world. And Steve, the second largest uh, exchange in the United States, at least, is the NASDAQ, which is the National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotations. Now, this is the one more popular for people that are following uh, technology companies. There's over 3,000 companies that are traded on it. You can see why you'd want to shorten that one. That's a bit of a mouthful. Exactly. And that's where you'll find your FANG stocks. And... You mentioned earlier the Dow Jones, and a lot of people follow the Dow, and that's actually only the 30 largest companies in the U.S., but the top 500 companies in the, in the, in the U.S. is actually the S&P 500, or, or simply the S&P. So chances are most of our listeners out there have heard those acronyms used before. A couple more that maybe are, are less widely recognized. Uh, the first being VIX, V-I-X, which is actually the CBOE Volatility Index which is also short for the Chicago Board Options Exchange Volatility Index. So again, a a real mouthful. We use VIX, and again, that's a volatility index, so it measures the amount of volatility in the market. Yeah, some people call it the fear index, Steve, because it measures the amount of anxiety out there in the markets. A couple more. uh, EM would be Emerging Markets. BRIC, which is short for Brazil, Russia, India, China. And then EAFE, which is Europe, Australasia, Far East Index. And again, those are often used in conjunction with just discussing uh, geographical diversification and, and different investments that might have those focuses. Yeah, so all those countries will have their own indexes, but it's just kind of the general terms for if you want to invest in EM in emerging markets or an EFI, right? So it's just uh, those general broad areas of classification. So another area of focus more recently has been the central banks. And there's a few acronyms that you'll probably have heard or or will hear at some point in time. Uh, The first, again, being in Canada, is the BOC, quite simply the Bank of Canada. The equivalent to that in the U.S. is the Fed, which is the Federal Reserve. So we hear those quite often and get announcements from both uh, quite frequently. A little less frequent here in North America, but we do hear uh, about this occasionally would be the ECB, which is the European Central Bank. So BOC, Bank of Canada, Fed, FED, Federal Reserve, and ECB, the European Central Bank. Yeah, and of course, uh, investors uh, probably hear these other acronyms, Steve, uh, related to uh, global institutions that also kind of drive um, 
monetary policy and just, you know, growth projection around the world. So things like the IMF, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, which stands for the International Monetary Fund. Um, there's the OECD, which is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Um, it's basically a group of countries that discuss and develop economic and social policy around the world. Um, the WTO, of course, the World Trade Organization. Uh, they're the only international institution that oversees global rules and trade between nations. So obviously very important uh, in, in our world. And one obviously here in Canada, a lot of people will pay attention to, even though they're overseas, is OPEC, which of course stands for the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. Okay, so MRA which I just made up. It stands for moving right along. <laughs> LOL, I think. <laughs> yeah. Someone will probably come out and say, you didn't make that up. Stop claiming it. It's used all the time. But I, I honestly would have no idea. So, you know, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, that's a new one. And Steve, IDK also. <laughs> um, okay, so a- another area where you you may have heard some, some acronyms would be uh, what we call sort of the regulatory area. Uh, so there's lots there. Um, uh, some of the more common used acronyms would be the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, S&P, which is a rating agency, which stands for Standard and Poor's. Uh, there's the DBRS, which is the Dominion Bond Rating Service. Uh, and so you'll hear some of those, uh, again, when it comes to ratings for things like bonds. Yeah, so whether you hear if it's a triple A bond or a double B, double B or a single A, those are the companies that are going in and evaluating and giving uh, the companies those credit ratings. One other one, if you uh, do a lot of GIC investing, would be CDIC, which stands for the Canada Deposit Insurance Corporation. Uh, so those investments are designed to be risk-free, so something should happen. There's basically a pool of funds that all the institutions deposit money into in case of default to make sure investors are made whole. Okay, so next area would just be account types. You know, we, we did a, a, an episode on TFSAs, and, and I mentioned that people will often refer to them as TSFAs, so they get the acronym yeah. sort of reversed. Yeah. Or TIFSAs. I've heard TIFSA a lot. I've never heard that, but I don't know. I don't know who you're talking to, Rob. Uh, anyway, so uh, we thought we'd go through some of those. You know, presumably most people know the, these acronyms, but hey, you never know. Uh, so the first one, RRSP, stands for? Registered Retirement Savings Plan. And RRIF, or RIF? Registered Retirement Income Fund. And we won't get into sort of what the accounts are all used for and how they work, just we're giving you a breakdown on the acronym. So the next one is LIRA, L-I-R-A. Which is a locked-in retirement account. And then what about this one, Rob, an LRSP? It's similar, Steve, but it's locked in retirement savings plan. All right, Robin, a real tough one. What about TFSA? <laughs> Tax-free savings account. There we go. Uh, a couple uh, of other ones um, would be uh, around pensions, uh, which we don't see as much of anymore, but still come across them. So uh, oftentimes referred to as an RPP. A registered pension plan. And there's a couple different types. There's a DB which is a defined benefit. And a DC. A defined contribution. There we go. Uh, Again, sticking with the pension side, uh, government pensions, so there's CPP. Canada Pension Plan. And OAS. Old Age Security. Another type of account that we see is an RESP. Which, of course, is a registered education savings plan. 
And then within that RESP, we see the acronym CESG, which is the Canada Education Savings Grant, an AIP, which is an accumulated income payment, and an EAP, an educational assistance payment. So Rob, those last three probably need a little bit of clarification. Yeah, RESPs on their own, Steve, to be honest, TBH, <laughs> should be its own episode. So we'll for sure talk about RESPs in more detail in a future episode. But generally, the CESG, that's the 20% uh, contribution from the government that to match uh, your contributions into an education plan. And the AIP and the EAP, that's how you take money out. So if you have a child that's going to university and you want to withdraw some money, it can come out as an EAP or as an AIP. Okay, MRA. Again, as a reminder, that's moving right along. <laughs> it's going to catch fire. I can I, feel it. I'm telling you, that is going to be the next big one. And you heard it here first. You heard it here first. I think you did anyway. So a couple of general investing terms. Uh, the first, ACB. Which is adjusted cost base. So that's how much you've paid for your stock. DCA. Dollar cost averaging. So that's when you buy in multiple periods over time. So you invest a little bit. Know, over a period of time, so you get your average cost or dollar cost averaging. FX. Of course, foreign exchange. What's the difference between your Canadian dollar and your U.S. dollar? And I mentioned GICs. Right, of course, guaranteed investment certificate. Which is insured by? The CDIC. <laughs> there we go. YTM. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, Steve, when we're looking at bonds to invest, and that's yield to maturity. Yeah, you know, I find myself actually saying yield to maturity, and we often read YTM, and if I was to write it, I would probably write YTM, but I, I still think I, I see the YTM, and I'll still say yield to maturity. Well, you and I still say to each other, good game, or see we you do, later, yeah. or talk to you yeah. later. We so. might be thinking GG, but we say good game. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, another one uh, you might see quite often is REIT. I get a lot of questions about this, because I'll use the term REIT quite often, uh, and it's R-E-I-T. Yeah, which is Real Estate Investment Trust. And in that case, we typically do say REIT. We don't usually say the long form. Yeah, we'll say REIT quite often. Uh, the next one uh, we have on our list here is IPO. Initial public offering. So, of course, that's when a company that's previously privately held now becomes listed on the exchange. So, you hear of the company IPOing or, or an IPO being listed. And that's common. We hear IPO a lot. Here's a tough one, Rob. ESG. Well, Steve, ICYMI, the last episode, in case you missed it, environmental, social, and governance. Okay, so MRA, uh, we're going to talk a bit about mutual funds and ETFs here and some acronyms that we see in that space. Uh, the first and, and very common uh, would be ETF. What does ETF actually stand for, Rob? Well, ETF is an exchange-traded fund. And uh, what about uh, NAV? And more commonly, we say NAV. NAV, yeah. So that's the net asset value, which is basically the value of a mutual fund or an ETF. Because, of course, those are many different securities within the basket. So it's the value of that collection of assets. Right. And again, sticking with mutual funds, what about MER? The one that people don't like to talk about, but they should know, which is how much you're paying inside the fund, which is the management expense ratio. Yeah. Another acronym that relates to cost uh, as it pertains to mutual funds would be DSC. 
Yeah, we don't hear it as much anymore. It's definitely being phased out of the industry, but that's your old deferred sales charge where you had to hold a fund for seven years. Otherwise, there was a fee to redeem it from the fund company. And another term too, Steve, I'll just quickly mention is IMF. Not the International Monetary Fund in this point, but investment management fee. So it's similar to MER. It's just another way of saying it. All right, Steve, MRA. Oh, see, it is catching on. <laughs> it's happening fast. I, I guess so. I guess so. So what's the next topic? Maybe we should talk about uh, how we analyze stocks. So um, ROE would be return on equity. So the amount of net income returned as a percentage of shareholders' equity. And what about ROI? That's return on investment. So essentially, it measures your gain or loss on an investment relative to how much you invested. Right. We hear a lot, Steve, EPS. Earnings per share. So that's a good measurement of a, a company's profitability. What about PE? That's the price to earnings ratio. So essentially, it is what it says it is. It's a valuation ratio uh, that measures the, the share price relative to uh, the earnings of the company. Okay. Another one we hear all the time, Steve, is a company's CAGR. So C-A-G-R, that's the compound annual growth rate. Uh, especially in the energy industry, we're hearing a lot about CapEx. Yeah, that's the capital expenditures of a company. D-A-C-F. Debt-adjusted cash flow. Again, it is what it uh, suggests it is. Yeah, EBITDA is another one we hear all the time. Yeah, we do hear that quite often. So that's a mouthful. It's the earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and appreciation. So again, a lot of these, we could get into a great amount of detail in terms of financial analysis. And we may do that at some point. I think that would probably be a good topic going forward. Again, there's lots here. Uh, get into a lot of detail about, about how that process is done. But for now, uh, just going through the acronyms. So really just a couple more that we, that we had. Again, there are a lot. So, you know, if we were to go into different sectors, just in the energy sector in terms of measuring production, and if we go into companies' balance sheets, uh, their own press releases, we often find some that even we have to look up. There are certainly lots of, of different acronyms used out there. We're just trying to give you sort of some of the common ones that we see quite regularly. So MRA, uh, Rob, just a few miscellaneous ones. Uh, CPI. And of course, that's a measure of inflation that we uh, call the consumer price index. Uh, GDP. That's, of course, uh, a monetary measure of the market value of all the final goods and services produced in a, uh, in a country. And that's the gross domestic product. So we probably could have had this one in the central bank's uh, category, but QE. Yeah, quantitative easing. And of course, that's when a central bank purchases government securities from the market in order to lower interest rates and increase the money supply. And we've seen that a lot over the past decade. Uh, what about EFT? That's when, of course, you call us up, you want some money from your portfolio, we will send you an electronic funds transfer to your bank. Yeah, and the other side of that, uh, we use the term PAC quite often. Yeah, which is a pre-authorized contribution. So that's when you want to set up a regular automated contribution from your bank account into your portfolio. Yeah, so that that's our list. Again, uh, if there's any other acronyms that you've heard out there that you want to have some questions on, of course, Google is a very good resource. You know, something like Investopedia, uh, usually if you plug the acronym in, it'll give you a, a pretty good description of what it is. Uh, but again, we want to be a resource and just give you a little bit of a baseline for what some of these acronyms are. So before we sign off, I know that Rob has a couple more on his list over there that he's been writing down. 
Yes, and then these aren't necessarily financial related, but obviously just having some fun. Steve, of course, we just had uh, Black Friday, uh, lots of shopping sales. People need to go out and do some Christmas shopping, look for some BOGO sales, some buy one, get one. <laughs> yeah, didn't uh, I think Walmart made that that popular? Yeah, I think so as well. And of course, in our first episode, when we were talking about behavioral finance, we talked about FOMO, the fear of missing out. We talked about Tina, there is no other alternative. And of course, Steve, one we hear a lot too now these days is YOLO, you only live once. And I don't know about you, but every day at the end of the week, I say TGIF. <laughs> Do you? You know, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I remember when TGIF was like a, a group of television shows that, that they used to, uh, it was, was it Family Matters? Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think what shows were on there. If, if anyone Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right too. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And also, there's the restaurant chain as well. Oh, TGIF, yeah. Yeah, that's right. TGI Fridays. That's right. Well, I think that's a a reasonably comprehensive list. Uh, Again, lots out there, um, you know, both on the personal and business and financial side. But um, again, just a bit of a a run through on some things. If there's anything else that you think of that we haven't talked about, DM us. Let us know. (laughs) DM us. You're so so hip, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) So with that said... Uh, we'll just sign off with a little uh, TTFN. And t- Ta-ta for now. Uh, TTYL. Talk to you later. Yeah. And then is there another one? Um, and a GG. Good a game, game, everybody. Yeah, good game, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> GG, Rob. GG, Steve. So thanks again for joining us. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're now posting all of the episodes on our website. So just go to ellisfinancialgroup.ca, go under the podcast tab, and all of the past episodes are there for you to download and listen to. Yeah. So as always, I am Stephen Ellis. And I am Robert Wolfson. And we are... ACOG, a couple of gents. And we'll TTYAS. Talk to you again soon.